0: Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. This is The Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. By the way, I hope you understand that Aaron Rodgers' merchandise is booming ahead of his Jets debut. Cool. See, I knew you'd get on board. (laughs) You've always been a follower, not a leader.
1: (laughs) You don't like the guy. I hope he throws five picks Monday night. Wow.
0: I and mean, I was talking to him and he was hoping everything went well with the baby. But you know, let's like <laughs> I guess you guys have different perspectives. Yeah, no, you have no idea how to respond. No, uh, no
1: I really today,
0: don't. <laughs> today's show brought to you by <laughs> today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, Fourth Street and Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia Routes eleven and fifteen, Hummels Wharf. Online at SunburyMotors.com. I was talking about playing with the lead. Well, Kyle Schwarber made sure last night the Phillies did exactly that. Oh, by ball, center field. That's well hit. Going back is Grisham. Back to the wall. He's just going to be a spectator. It's off the back wall, the 41st home run of the year for Kyle Schwarber. And for Kyle Schwarber, it's a new franchise record with his 10th leadoff home run this season. What a bomb. I, I Remember what I told you two years ago? I said one of the worst things the Red Sox could do would be to let that guy go. Yep. There it is. That guy wins everywhere he goes. And he's a clubhouse leader. You know, he may not hit for the greatest average, but he makes things happen. All right. So let's uh, I start out with uh, Chief and Greg. Together, guys. First of all,
2: how are you today? Great. Well, I'm I'm pretty good. I'm not as bitter as Matt seems to be sometimes. (laughs) He's too young. Matt, you got it. You got to mellow out, buddy. (laughs) All right. Aaron Rodgers isn't going to change if you don't like him. All right. He'll be the same.
1: (laughs) I'll try to heed that advice, Keith. (laughs) Yeah,
2: I I tell that to Kevin all the time. All right. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well. If I were Kevin, I'd be bitter too. All right, so uh, S U
3: I T that spells suit.
0: Yeah, Matt Matt gets upset about a few things, guys. He does. Um, it's good for the show, but I don't know if it's you know. So let's talk about the respective games. All right, so it's 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 one of those. I mean, Dave is one of those bounce back weeks. Uh, what what's the what was the difference? Obviously. The team you're playing. What was the difference week one, week two? Uh,
2: the offense, uh, the offense against Mifflin County, got inside the 20-yard line four times. In fact, they had first and goal from the three, and they didn't, they came away with uh, no points. Uh, and. They didn't have the ball that long. Uh, the defense was on the field a lot. Uh, they, Mifflin County had a young man. His senior runner's last name is Schaefer. Had 280 yards and 38 carries, and uh, they just they did a lot of running. And so, uh, I think the defense uh, got tired. And I think that uh, the frustration that happens when you can't push the ball in when you're inside the twenty, uh, gets to some young kids. And uh, I, I, you know, everybody thought, well, they they really got hammered. Well, they really didn't get hammered. They just they didn't score. They it's like they played between the twenties, and that sometimes is worse than if you get shut out. So yeah, that's frustrating. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. frustrating, uh, mm-hmm. which because the field shortens up
0: inside the 20, obviously. Was that tough for them to deal
2: with? I mean, is this more of a team that needs more of an open field to work? Well, they have... The the one touchdown that they had was a fade pattern, uh, and the ball... uh, Brody threw the ball... Couldn't have thrown it any better in the corner of the end zone. There was nobody else going to catch the ball except for our six foot four wide receiver. And yeah. no, I, I think that give Brody, given the chance to throw the ball, we could have uh, he could have picked them apart. But uh, unfortunately, Mifflin County had a very very good line, and uh, they brought a lot. They brought their ends all the time, and sometimes we didn't pick them up. Uh, but you're right. It does it does shorten down shorten the field. Uh, Luke Snyder did not have uh, a lot of holes to run through, and when, when he, you know when you get down inside the ten yard line, you know your defense is going to call for goal line defense, and the, all the gaps are filled again. So it's uh, yeah, got a good point there. Uh, but I do think the Braves can score just because of Brody's arm once they get in, inside the inside the twenty.
0: Right, and now flip it to you, Greg. Week one to week two, your thoughts?
4: Mostly the offensive line just couldn't control. Jersey Shore's front seven. But I, I, I should clarify that. Actually, it was front 11 because mm. Jersey Shore had f- all 11 guys within five yards of line of scrimmage just daring Lewisburg to throw the ball. They were bringing seven, eight guys on every de- uh, snap of Lewisburg's ball. So there was nowhere for the, the, the kids to run. They had, I think they had 24 carries for 13 yards. Um, mm. So, like I said, they just can't block until Lewisburg establishes a passing game, that's where they're going to face week in and week out.
0: Oh, boy, and that becomes very hard to do. I mean, because... You, you've got to be able to open it up somehow off the edges right. to make something happen. I, are they capable of doing that, or is that going to be something that's going to be a work in progress well, all season?
4: It's going to be a work in progress most of the season. They they have some running backs that can break tackles. Or uh, against Jersey Shore. They didn't – I mean, some of the times they were hit as soon as the ball was handed off. They were being hit in the backfield. So if they can break one run or two runs, uh, that would that would go a long ways. Now, they did throw for 135 yards against Jersey Shore. One was a screen pass that went for 52 yards, and another one was the quarterback kind of just dropped back and threw it, and the wide receiver made great adjustments two times on balls and, and caught them for about 30 yards each time. So... They showed some capabilities of at least throwing the football that night. So that's a good thing to have going into the Montoursville game.
0: Now, look, field position is going to mean a lot. Oh. So I know it's something that Dave alluded to about, you know, they, that Shick Lemmy was on the field a long time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, same story for
4: Lewisburg. Were they on the field a long time? A, l- a long time. The coach tried to shorten the game by snapping the ball every time with less than five seconds on the clock because of Jersey Shore's hurry-up offense. Sure. And, and that worked to a degree, shortening the game. But Jersey Shore knew, hey, it's down to two seconds. they got to snap the ball. So those linebackers were getting a running start into the Loisberg backfield. So it kind of worked against them that way. But I, I don't think Jersey Shore started a drive any time inside their 40-yard line. So it was a very short field. They didn't have any long plays. You know, when I say long plays, they might have had two, three runs more than 10 yards. But it was just six, seven yards, five, six, seven, eight yards at a time. A couple slant ends that went for maybe 10, 12 yards. But again, Lewisburg's defense did not play that badly. They just were in a, put in a position where they were constantly defending their goal line.
0: Yeah. Uh, same story for you, Dave. Uh, you talk about the defense getting tired, but how much did they contribute to the fact that they got tired because they couldn't get themselves off the field?
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, that's that's correct. Uh, you know, I'd like to say that it was poor tackling, but Steve, I said it during the game. I haven't seen a runner like Schaefer in a long, long time. He's yeah. one of those kids that, uh, to quote Bill Cosby, he can stop on a dime and give you seven cents change. Uh, he's, he's just able to go left, right, front, stop, and nobody ever got a clean hit on. Him him and and every time the braves would have him and let's say they'd have him third and eight you know they'd give it to him and he'd pick up the yardage uh that that the defense had some trouble making the big play to stop their Mm -hmm. stop the drive and that that was uh that was a problem but you know special teams i thought played well uh and and the the kid that I saw him today, uh, Asher Moyer. I said, "I bet Kevin that you will never call a fair catch on a punt," and I, right. I would buy Kevin a steak dinner. All right, and I think I'm gonna I'm gonna win that bet because <laughs> that kid is uh, he's if we want to say fearless, but once he gets it, he always picks up 25, 30 yards just on his athletic ability. So, I thought I was very pleased with the with the uh, special teams. Yeah. Hey, uh, okay, go ahead. Greg. Uh, li- by the way, Seals Grove never played Shickellamy on Thanksgiving Day. They did that. Okay, that was the that was Northumberland and Sunbury played on Thanksgiving Day before the Shickelimi merger, before those two schools became Shickellamy. Uh, yep. Okay. And I have one more question for you. Do you remember the phillipsburg Easton reenactment game that the guys fifteen or twenty years after their game got together, practiced, and they played again? It was they an ESPN know? special. It was. Yep. Uh, it wasn't pretty, but. it it was enjoyable.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, what the heck? Penn State Penn State scrimmage former players in the summer, and I went to it, and, I, you know, so the current Penn State team, former Penn State players, on a long list of luminaries who have played here, and Mike Rhodes looked at me and says, gee, Steve, this couple of them didn't come in in shape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay. All right. Guess what? Mike wasn't wrong. Okay. Uh, Okay. So uh, preview this week. Uh, Let's start with Lewisburg Montoursville.
4: Uh, They they have one common opponent, Wellsboro, and uh, they both handle Wellsboro. And Lewisburg handled Wellsboro very easily in a scrimmage. Montoursville beat them forty-two to nothing. Um, I think who scores first goes a long way to who wins this game. Uh, Montoursville seems to have the same issues Lewisburg has. They haven't thrown the ball well in their first two games. Lewisburg hasn't thrown the ball well in their first two games. I'm looking for for a low-scoring game.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I, listen, I agree with Greg. that I think the team that scores first is going to have an advantage. Uh, they, the common opponent that Central Mountain and Shikellamy have is Memphis, or is uh, Mifflin County, and Mifflin County uh, basically kept. Uh, Central Mountain out of the out of the uh, end zone. Uh, I I think this is a winnable game for Shikellamy if they have everybody healthy and you know you talk they talk about a summer flu bug going around. I think Shikellamy's been having some yeah. trouble with that. But anyway, uh, I I think it's very winnable. Well, we're going to have a home football game in shimokin Stadium, so we'll see how that affects uh, kids. When you got to travel 20 miles for your home game, you know we'll see if they're affected by it.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm sure that track is worth it. All right, so. <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay,
0: uh, Zach Showers, Sealings Grove, sir. What do you got?
5: Hey, I'm doing well. How about yourself, Steve?
0: Doing great. Great to have
5: you with us. Uh, did we get I you away from
0: recess? What
5: do we do here? <laughs> hey, I don't have any afternoon recess duties, so I'm not going to complain.
0: Good. <laughs> what a relief. <laughs> So yeah. what do you think this team is after two weeks? What do you like?
5: Hey, I, I like a lot about this team, Steve. Um, they have um, shown up and really been fairly business the first two weeks. Um, they've dealt with some adversity in both games. Um, obviously, week one against uh, Delaware Valley, they faced a team that needed a goal-line stand at the end. Um, last week, they were up. Um, early and then kind of took the pedal off the gas a little bit in the second quarter, and we're still able to, uh, you know, kind of regroup at halftime and turn it on and then pretty much dominate the second half. So I really like a lot about the team in that sense. Um, they have also been able to really protect the quarterback well and also open up holes in the running game. Uh, Tucker Teats last week uh went for i think two hundred twenty eight yards and three touchdowns um and he only did it on twenty carries. He had some games like that last year, but it was you know pushing thirty carries when he when he did that so um this is a team that um very business like moving along, and um I think they're only gonna get better as the season goes on
0: yeah uh it seems like they've been able to control the the tone and tempo of each game they played in so far. Is, are you having difficult choosing between the offense and defense as to which one's better for you at this point?
5: Um, yeah, I would say so. And I, I think what, what's interesting is you said offense and defense. One of the big positives for Seelands Grove the first two weeks has been special teams, um, which often at the high school level can be a problem. Um Sealands Grove has an all-state kicker, Carter Young. Um, he has, I think, five of his first eight kickoffs have been touchbacks so in both games there haven't been a lot of returns um Salander of offense has been moving the ball uh, especially into the other team's territory so being able to flip the field um that starting position field position has been huge um but yeah i think this is one of the biggest strengths of this team so far has been the offensive line and that hasn't been the strength the past couple of years right so being able to being able to control in the trenches and even the defensive line um I was a little concerned about depth going into the season on this team and they're playing seven, eight, nine guys there um that they're able to rotate in and keep keep guys fresh throughout the game.
0: Is this a case where they've done a good job at developing developing it or just through age it's fallen into place?
5: I, I think it's a little of both. Um I think you have um y- you have some kids that have definitely worked. Um I know uh, talking to Coach Derek Kicks the past couple of weeks, he's really been um, commended the interior linemen. Um, the, the left guard, center, and right guard are both 1,400-pound uh, uh, squat, bench, and deadlift guys, so there's some guys that have really, really worked their butts off in the weight room over the past couple years um, to really not only have good technique, but to really develop that strength. So it's, I think it's been a little bit of both, but there's also some some younger guys that you know, might not always be as refined, but are playing really, really hard, and they're just getting better every week.
0: Okay, so uh, what about this week? How do you view this week's game?
5: so I, i'm I'm personally, and I think the coaches are as optimistic of Grove's chances against Jersey Shore um, as they have been a while. Um, this is still a Jersey Shore team that's blown out their first two opponents. Um, they have yet to give up a point. Um, they lost an awful lot from last year's team, um, and they have some guys that are back that are really good players. Uh, I, I think this is a game that Sealens Grove can win. Um, I, I really do. It, it also helps that they're not playing at Jersey Shore. Um, I think that's been a bit of a mental block for Sealens Grove the past couple of years, um, playing on grass and just a, a much different atmosphere. Uh Grove is really going to need to stop the running game uh, Jersey Shore has uh, has two running backs, Elijah Jordan and Tate Seacrest, so who both saw a lot of time the past two years. They're both tough tough runners. They run downhill. Um, they break a lot of tackles. Um, they're breaking in a first year starter who's uh, basically just kind of managed things. I don't think he's quite as athletic as some of the uh, some of the previous Jersey Shore quarterbacks, but um, he's been he's been pretty good. So I, I think this is a game where feelings is going to need to hit some hit some plays in the passing game uh jersey shore is a team that runs out a 5-2 defense and there's some plays to be made it's going to be about um you know mark pastore really identifying those one-on-one matchups and, and hitting them when they come but i i think where feelings Grove has improved compared to last year is like i said earlier it's, it's in those lines um and penn state or penn state Salem's Grove has a. Uh, not been able to uh, control the line of scrimmage the past couple years against them um, and I really think this is an opportunity for them to do that tomorrow night
0: always a pleasure Josh appreciate it very much
5: absolutely thanks Steve
0: alright you'll hear these games on Eagle 107 and on WKOK and Lewisburg on 100.9 the Valley um, Matt heard none of that um, he's preparing for his game, and he's made it obvious the show is currently an afterthought.
3: No, senor! No, senor! No, senor!
0: You thinking about Aaron Judge's at bats? Get
3: the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor.
0: Just asking. Well that's not being said much I mean he's he's now reduced to warning track power. Why don't you get your kids to say warning track? What do you think? i right. um sorry, but every time he comes to the plate now most people are sitting. the ball doesn't go anywhere, <laughs> and you can't keep playing Detroit.
1: That's true. Yes. Who are you playing this weekend? I don't even know at this point.
0: You don't even know? You don't care? What kind of fan are you?
1: (laughs) Well, when you're as embarrassing as you are, I'm going to check out a little bit. You've checked out? A little bit. Yeah, I mean, I'm still paying attention. I I like seeing some of the young guys and the way they're performing, especially uh, Jason Dominguez, but... Uh, oh, that's geez, about you it. The
0: ti- you got the Tigers again tonight.
1: Yeah. All the Brewers oh, this but- weekend. That's right, because uh, Saturday is all-timers day. Yeah, it's Brewers this oh. weekend. So Stanton's playing. All right, so. Uh,
0: <laughs> Old timers day? No, you don't get it. All right,
1: You didn't think it was funny. <laughs> what it matter. I bet you uh, Bernie Williams or somebody would have home run more than him. Oh, you're
0: just so
1: wound up. And play the national anthem brilliantly, too, on the guitar. Just so you realize. Okay? All right? Remember, Brady is not playing Sunday. (laughs) I will say, I'll save my official pick for tomorrow with the King, but I am feeling better about the Eagles on Sunday. They'll beat that team by seventeen points. What did that? The Patriots are not that good. Well, okay. what, what's okay. helping for me is they're probably going to have the right tackle now. And the, they've and got Mac Jones. You've got Jalen Hurts. Well, you're that's done. true. Yeah, you're done.
0: Okay, stop worrying and pacing. My goodness. <laughs> I mean, I I called over to CVS there because of you. The route of Advil. All right, <laughs> we'll come back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WK Okay.
3: Want to work for a stable yet growing company? Got it. Want to work for a family owned business with over 100 years' experience in taking care of customers and employees? Got it. Want to work for a leader in selling more cars and satisfying more customers? Got it. Who has all that? SMC Sunbury Motor Company is looking for technicians across all their departments. Whether you're an entry level technician, an experienced technician, or someone looking for a career change, Sunbury Motors would love to hear from you. They're looking for technicians for their quick lane, car and light truck service, heavy truck service, body shop and frame and alignment division you can apply online at sunburymotors.com, in person at our North 4th Street location or call Todd at 570-286-7746 your new career of working on Fords, Kias, Hyundais Western Star trucks plus anything that fits in the door and some things that don't. Join Sunbury Motors, your new career is waiting for you
4: to prove that mobile from Pentella Data Business Voice brings the office everywhere you are, I'm to connect with my team while falling fifteen thousand feet. We're here, boss. We hear you loud and clear. Thanks, Janice. You know companies today need affordable cloud-based unlimited calling, conferencing, mobile synergy, and easy upgrades to grow with your business to keep you well truly mobile. Pentella Data Business Voice, anywhere you are. Janice. Yeah, boss. Yeah, I'm gonna need a little help.
0: This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. I don't know that. Tomorrow we have Merrill on the show. You'll be locked into that one. Oh, of course. Bill Hillgrove will be on.
1: You'll barely notice what he says. <laughs> No, I've met Bill before, actually. Alex and I met him our junior year at Clarion. Nothing to do with that. He'll be talking about the Steelers.
0: You have no interest. You are tuned out. Okay? I mean...
1: (laughs) No, I love Bill. I'll be locked into that.
0: Uh, I'm telling you, you may love Bill, but you like the topic you don't like. He'll be talking about the Steelers. There's more than one team in the league. I don't know if you've noticed that at all.
3: Oh, my almighty!
0: No? Just ask. I mean, have you, you know, there are other teams, right? I mean, I figure if anybody would know there are other teams, it would be you. Most of them over the years have beaten you. What?
2: E I G O E S O S.
0: Well, let's let's discuss enunciation here for a moment. Um. But, <laughs> uh, the spelling part was pretty good. Right, but there's a G in there, right?
1: Correct. Yeah. Yeah, we got to work on that.
0: <sighs> He's good at squirting his brother with water. I mean, so, I mean, that's, you know. <laughs> we, oh, yeah, he has no problem with that. We have all, I mean, we have all the necessary skills to do certain things. <laughs> Can they both do that together?
1: Uh actually, yes. They sent my, uh, Lisa sent me a audio message with them both doing it last night while I was at my game. Wow! Spectacular. Mark occasionally forgets the A, but he's gone. He's gotten much better with that. What are we doing here?
0: It's, <laughs> a, it's the first letter of the alphabet. How do we? To, what's going on?
1: <laughs> and Mark's even learned it in his eagles a b c book,
0: okay, so he's learning in his a b c book Correct.
1: Right? even really
0: yes, even my only, aunt
1: gave me an eagles a b c book
0: wow, even though there are only five different letters in in the name i mean there you know there's a big wide world out there there's still twenty one <laughs> other letters
1: <laughs> yeah, they're in there too, in the correct order, really, yeah. What's x for x is for the Xs like uh, to mark the defense or an x-ray is what the book says mm, well Eagles
0: lead the league in that put department Yeah, we're number one in x rays great <laughs> <laughs> uh Peter King will have to reschedule till next week um unfortunately uh, his wife and really good friend uh, uh Friend passed away, so Peter's doing exactly what he needs to do. So, okay, so next week. Tomorrow, Bill Hillgrove, Merrill Reese, and the ki- and the King. Tomorrow, how about that? Loaded
1: football Friday.
0: I mean, I mean, you're only going to listen to the Merrill segment and the entire Merrill segment will be about somehow making you feel better about the mess you're about to encounter.
1: <laughs>
0: and you know it's going to be a mess.
1: Well, it is going to be a, a a somewhat of a challenging season for me in terms of watching each game because there's a lot the most of the time this year the Eagles are playing at 4 which of course you got now you got to squeeze dinner into the mix, which isn't a quick fix because you have 2 soon to be three young kids that you have to feed, as well as yourself, and then a lot of prime. They have five, six primetime games, so that's like smack dab in the middle of putting them to bed. So this is this is going to be a challenge this year for me, but we'll make it work.
0: You have to be kidding me. All right, so... Uh... Get the
3: lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor.
0: <laughs> okay. When you go home, I want you to look up this word, right? And I want you to then go through the various definitions. Adaptability. Okay, so let's... <laughs> hey!
1: You need to adapt. <laughs> I have. Yes. I may not like it, but I have.
3: Hey, what are you doing?
1: <laughs> oh, the game's at four thirty. What about dinner?
3: Eat at four. <laughs> Eat at halftime.
1: Yeah, we always what make sure. Sh- I always make sure dinner's on the table at halftime when the Eagles play at four.
0: Hey, gee, whiz. Right.
1: Yeah, that's not a problem.
0: Putting the kids to
1: bed. What time do they go to bed? Midnight? <laughs> hey, God.
0: <laughs>
3: it's on.
1: usually sometime in the 9 o'clock hours when they go to bed. 9 o'clock? they yeah. little kids. I tell them it's 8 o'clock good night. <laughs> when they start going to school, then, it'll, then actually it'll be easier because then they'll have to go to bed earlier. But well, for now, it's in the 9 o'clock hour. Start preparing them for,
0: for school now. Yeah. <laughs> that
1: way they're into the I try. The I try, but, you know,
0: they just don't want to go to sleep. It's obvious who's running the place, and it's not you or your wife. <laughs> Jeez.
1: But the game plan always is, is now I have everything on my phone now, so I just I keep the game on my phone as I'm going about doing my business in terms of getting them to bed and whatnot. Wow. <laughs> well that's the adaptability. That's how I roll.
0: That's scary, man. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. <laughs> but, then again, there's nobody here. So we're good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can. All right. Well, we, it, it, we had people over the weekend. Last two weekends we've had people here. Not this weekend. We're good. Good, good, good don't have to worry about really early bedtime I worry about it's mine <laughs> yeah. so your kids were on the show you guys were just like spectators?
1: Most of the time we're we're the ones in charge. But sometimes with bed they don't want to they don't go to bed too easily sometimes, especially now that they're sharing a room. Oh for goodness sake, shut the door, move on. (laughs) Sometimes (laughs) we do that after a while, to be honest. Come on. (laughs) Oh my goodness.
0: They'd be jumping around. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, okay, don't worry about it. Don't fall asleep.
3: (laughs) I'm not kidding. That's the way I was. Like, "Eh, yeah, fall asleep. Don't worry.
0: We're good. I know you're surprised by that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, not really. (laughs) Yeah, fall asleep. We're good.
0: Say something to him. Go to sleep. (laughs) 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 What do you want me to do? (sighs) <sighs> all right. So tonight's the Chiefs and the Lions. It'll be the opener tonight. I think all of us were surprised that it ended up being the Chiefs and the Lions. One thing about Kansas City's schedule, they have one of the toughest schedules in the NFL, and that's what happens when you win. But their schedule is particularly tough backloaded. That's what strikes me, is that their schedule is tough backloaded. And that to me is, um, I think the final eight weeks are really tough for them. Really tough. And so they get out of the gate with this one tonight, which will be a good game. Uh, Kelsey probably is not going to play. But. But. It's one thing about Detroit with with Jared Goff. Goff is a good NFL quarterback. Let's not, you know, just, oh, he's terrible, he's bad. It's not terrible or bad. He's good. But the great quarterbacks have the ability to change a season for you, to have the ability to change a game for you. And that's where you have to ask the question about about a guy like Goff is he good enough to change a game or a season for you and I'd say a game once in a while a season no and that to me that to me is the big difference like, Hurts can change a game and a season Daniel Jones for example he can change games but he doesn't change seasons I mean, he needs a lot of help to do it, but that's what makes, uh, you know, the special player special—that they can do that. And Goff's a good NFL player, but he's not a special player. You know, he'll be able to do things within the realm of their offense, and you know, and, and do well with certain things. I mean, there's no getting around it—he can, but long haul no that's just that's just my opinion I don't you're barely going to watch the game tonight you, oh, you, oh. you 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 have complete disdain for Andy Reid complete <laughs> disdain for Patrick Mahomes especially <laughs> how dare anybody think that they are better than Jalen hurts.
1: Nah, untrue. I will be I will be locked in for the first half or so. First half? Probably.
0: Well why don't you stay up for the whole game? It's obvious the kids are going to keep you up all night.
1: As <laughs> <laughs> much as I would love to, you know, I got duty calls in the morning of course, so Yeah, but the kids are gonna keep you up all night. You might as well watch the game. <laughs> well if they do, well then yeah yeah I got something to watch perfect Hmm.
0: who's in charge of putting them to bed you
1: actually yeah it is me usually Lisa does nap time because she's home on most days and then I usually read them to bed because Luke likes when I read them to sleep what do you read them Ah, a mixture of everything Luke's got a bunch of John Deere kids books he's really into tractors and combines and all that good stuff, lawnmowers, as you know. So there's that, there's a couple of uh, religious books that we have, there's Thomas, there's the Eagles book. There's a good mix of everything.
0: Why don't you get a Dallas Cowboys book? Hey, next time I'm down there, maybe I'll get that for him. Then he can feel like he's part of America's team.
3: No good! No good! No good! No good!
0: Should I take that as a no?
3: No, Senor! No, Senor! No, Senor!
0: I was just trying to help out.
1: <laughs> You're saying I'm not helping? In this case, no.
0: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to grow up, right? And this is this is what they're going to become. I mean, and this is something that should worry you. Right? They're going to grow up taking dollar dog night and throwing them at Santa Claus.
2: <laughs>
1: <sighs> Tell me I'm wrong. Well, that will be taught not to do. Well, you can teach it. But they're gonna, you know. they're gonna start the new. They're gonna, they're gonna start the new generation of Eagle fans. Where they will yeah, not look, throw hot dogs like, on dog, on Dollar Dog Night.
0: Look, you're gonna take them to a game, and they're gonna be influenced by all these other people. And you will say to yourself, "Where did I go wrong?"
1: <laughs> I'll be looking right at it myself. <laughs>
0: No, what bothers me is you'll join in. Ah, what the heck. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck. All right. So that is tonight. It's opening night. The college game is Louisville and Murray State. Okay. See, that tells you what, what the NFL's done here. What the NFL has done is they have completely X'd out uh, college football on Thursday nights. And that, that's that's a problem. I mean, he used to be having some great games on Thursday night. No, not anymore. They're just, and I mean, now it's just filler because they know darn well. And tonight's game's on NBC. It is not on Amazon Prime tonight, just so you know. Yeah, we we'll make sure everybody understands that. It's on Amazon Prime tonight. I mean, I'm sorry, it's on NBC tonight. So uh, Mike Tarico, Chris Collinsworth, and Melissa Stark. And tomorrow's Illinois, Kansas. And, and like I said, I haven't had a chance to watch Illinois yet. I did not watch any of the Toledo game last week. So I want to see how they play. Kansas is a good opponent to find out a couple of things about. You know, I I feel like you'll get a pretty good read if you're watching the game. Um, And, Yeah, I think that'll be great. So, yeah, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I know a lot about Kansas. I don't. But, yeah. Then in Saturdays, Texas Alabama. Are you even going to watch that game? Or are you just so mad at Nick Saban that you just don't want to watch?
1: I don't have a like a really big disdain for Nick Saban. I I think I think I don't like some of his press conferences and the way he tre- treats the media sometimes. But I, I respect him. I would I would watch it. What about Sarkeesian? He's kind of nauseating, but whatever. Yeah, but you don't like nauseating. No. If I had to choose between the two of them, it'd be Nick Saban. But Saturday, my college football day will consist of watching Penn State on Peacock on my computer, Notre Dame on the TV, and then I get ready for Bucknell VMI at night. Well, who's Notre Dame playing? Uh, Notre Dame's at NC State on ABC on Saturday.
0: Oh, that's actually no good. That's a good game.
1: Actually. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah you'll find out a lot about your team in that game.
1: Absolutely. That's a good game. Yeah, it's that's not. A a, that's game. not a pushover game. That's not an easy no. game. That's a rarity for an ACC matchup. All right. So, um,
0: (laughs) terrific. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. We're playing Georgia Tech for the fourth straight year. Great. Fabulous. All right. We'll come back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WK. (laughs) Shirt, was interviewed about by Nicole Auerbach about uh, not going back to divisions. he Says they're not going to go back. Uh, of course, he talked about expansion and what the keys were to that, and it's, you know nothing's really changed in terms of why they did it. He says it happened at the presidential level, and he executed it. Um, he was asked. Uh, whether the Big Ten is still looking to expand further. And he said, quote, he says, we're extremely happy where we're at. Okay. Now, it doesn't mean another opportunity presents itself. But, you know, again, I keep getting back to what's – that isn't talked about enough. How do you manage this? And they're going to continue with Flex Protect, but – Right now they have 11 flex-protected games. You know that Washington and Oregon will be at 12th. I think what they're trying to do now is they're trying to work it, the way I understand it, getting it to a total of nine protect games to make the schedule work. So there's more flexibility in the schedule so you can play everybody over a four-year period. Um And so that's what they're trying to do. They have 11 flex-protect games now. Penn State does not have one of them. Uh, You know Washington Oregon will be a a protected game. So I know the goal of the Big Ten, from what I've been told, is to get it to nine. Nine flex-protect games. That means you're going to have to lose three somewhere. And I think one of those you start with is Iowa. Iowa has three of the current 11 flex protect games. I think you've got to look at Iowa and say, look, you can have one. And by doing that, you knock it down. Of course, they don't have a basketball schedule out yet either, so they just have opponents, but that part isn't isn't set either for this year, and that doesn't include USC, UCLA, Oregon, and Washington.